Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. I'm one half of your Wired to Change coaching team. Trinity is on assignment in Michigan, rednecking it with her friends in their Jeep. They drove from, from Raleigh, having a good time. She was on our BNI meeting, uh, Zoom call, eh, sitting in the front seat of the Jeep, a sketchy connection up there, but we had fun. Uh, chatting with her for a minute. She's up there. But anyways, uh, our goal as your uh, business coach is, is to help you grow your business to the level you want it to be so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. And each week we bring in uh, wonderful small business owners that can help drop all kinds of nuggets on you. And this week we've got Sarah Clark Elliott. Sarah, how are you today? Doing pretty good. So Sarah and her husband, Stephen David. So did, is he Stephen David because there's some movie star named Stephen Elliott? Um, he's Stephen David Elliott because it's the most Googleable. Okay, say that one again now. So if you look up Stephen Elliott, if you Google Stephen Elliott, there's a whole bunch of Stephen Elliott's. If you Google Stephen David Elliott, there's just one. Oh, you know, that would make sense. And it's Elliott with one T. Yes, two yes. L's, one T. Oh, that makes perfect. See, you two are ahead of the curve. I'm very <laughs> impressed. I'm very impressed. So here's a quick rundown of Sarah, who, by the way, has the dog napping on her lap on the couch, which is just hysterical to know that we're so interesting. Even the dog will wake up. <laughs> How old is the dog? She is five I think she's a rescue so they weren't exactly sure how old she was when we got her and she had some health issues when we got her so she, now she is a cardiologist and so the cardiologist said I think she might be a little bit older than that but five or six or so and what is her name she is Mary and she is an English bull terrier so she's the same kind of dog as the target dog or general Patton's dog or Chico from next Friday um Silly looking things, but they're awesome. How many other dogs in the house? Just one, just okay. her. All right. Well, this is our second show on Zoom. Uh, so we uh seeing how this one's going and we're both relaxing in our houses, having a good time just chatting. So, so far, so good. Here's a quick rundown of Sarah's bio so far. These are current jobs she is uh, managing. Vice President of Operations for Rockstar Connect. Client Relationship Manager for Stephen David Elliott Group and Support Manager for North Hills Networking. Basically, you are a combination between a juggler and the Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's, yep. that's pretty appropriate. Yeah. Because uh, pay no attention to you because we won't understand all the hundred things you make happen in about an hour time frame, right? Right. Right. <laughs> Now, so your job at these at the Rockstar Connect, and people can go to rockstarconnect.com and find all the cool events in 85-plus markets around the country. Your job is behind the scenes keeping everything flowing. Would that yes. be a safe assumption? Yes. And the to make sure that when we have an issue, it's resolved to everybody's satisfaction, which is a big part, you know. Um, Things don't always end up working flawlessly. And when you've got a lot of people supplying the labor and doing the work, sometimes things don't happen the way they were promised. And you just have to have somebody there to say, this is my fault. It's my responsibility. It's not even a fault, really. It's my responsibility. 
I understand it didn't meet your expectations. This is how we're going to fix it and go forward. Most successful events are like a duck on a pond, just smooth where everybody can see it. But underneath the water, that duck is paddling like crazy. Yes. And you just don't notice it. You're like, wow, those people have their stuff together. Didn't even see a ripple in the water at all. <laughs> yes. And a lot of that, I mean, a system helps a lot. And I, I, I've, I know I've said that before, but a system helps so much. And it is, it was a hard thing for me to make myself do because I don't like a system. I don't really like a whole lot of structure and rigorousness, but it's the only way to execute something really complicated, I think. And we preach system, Trinity and I preach systems a lot to people because it'll save hours, money, but yeah. it'll save hours off your life. And then if it'll save you three hours a week, do you want to go sell more? Do you want to go hang out with a family? Do you want to take a nap? Whatever it is, but those three hours are yours. So we love systems. What is the first thing, first couple of things you guys learned when you got going with Rockstar Connect that needed to be systematized? Um, certainly when you are using somebody else's product, like Facebook or anything like that, because they are regularly changing their parameters, but it has to be done the same way every time on your end, you have to have a system. Because if you're posting 20 and 30 and 50 events, certainly it needs to be done the same way every time that week, that day, that month until Facebook changes something or until Google changes something. And if you don't do it the same way every single time, you'll have one event that looks very different from the rest of them or didn't get publicized the same way or, you know. So, so anything having to do with something that belongs to somebody else and in communication it needs to be a system. You need to be regularly reaching out to your clients and have that on a schedule because if you once you have more than a few, you're not gonna remember everybody that you, who is your customer and when you, if you don't have it in a regularly scheduled thing, there's going to be somebody that you forget. And then six months later, you'll go, oh, wait, I haven't talked to that person in a really long time. And you call them and they go, oh, you forgot about me, huh? So, what, do you, what do you need? Yeah. What, what do you, you want? Right, exactly. <laughs> the big event you guys do are Tuesdays from 2 to 4 Eastern time called Three Martini Lunch. Yes. And there's 12... 10 to 15 panelists on the screen when you log on. Some people stay for an hour. Some new people come in at three. Some people stay the whole time. But you'll have hundreds of attendees on the call that you can't see. And then it's live on Facebook pages throughout the country. Yes. How did you guys figure that out? We wanted a way to present a positive message when all of, and we started this in March. So March, I think 13th was our first episode. We wanted a way to bring these minds together who had something good to say, because Stephen and I were getting overwhelmed with the negativity that was out there. I mean, it was just so much hard news and it was one one disappointing and discouraging day after another after another and there's only so many motivational things on youtube that you can watch from you know coaches and things like that that are more geared toward but well i guess what just gets served to me is more geared toward a spiritual approach where you know if you're running a business you need to know that the business environment is going to be 
okay in the end, right? I mean, yes, there's an awakening and yes, all of this stuff is happening and you know, there's an inner world versus an outer world and politics and all of that. But for those of us that are small business owners, we just need to know, not just, but we need to know that we're going to be able to continue doing small businesses, small business, and to know that there is a path forward. Because it felt initially like we were all just going to be left to the wind, cut off at the knees and forgotten about. And we wanted to bring something really, a different message than that and have you know, not just coming from us, because we're just two people in Raleigh, North Carolina. We needed more than us, other people to come on with us and say, yes, we are, here's our plan going forward. Here's how we're going to attack it. Here's, you know, good, lighthearted, fun things that we're doing to stay connected, to stay ahead of the game, to know what's going on. And we've gotten a really positive response from it so far. Thank goodness. <laughs> I know there's a lot of small business owners that are looking either wanting to or needing to do seminars or webinars to keep in touch with their referral partners, clients, and just keep their name out. What kind of, if even if they just want to do a singular event, whether they put on Facebook live or not, and you know, maybe they just get 15 or 18 people there. What, knowing what you guys have seen pro and con, what kind of recommendations and tips would you give somebody looking to do just a one-off seminar to just stay in touch with their people? I would schedule it in advance. Give yourself a couple of weeks to get the word out and promote and remind people. Um, if you try to do it the week ahead of time, you're going to have your best friend and maybe your brother join you. <laughs> and that's about it. You need time to, let get the word out, let it sink in, let people arrange their calendars. And I mean, even during, even when everybody's home by themselves, like that you just need lead time. So certainly enough preparation in advance, as well as um, getting the word out across multiple channels. So don't just rely on Facebook. Don't just rely on LinkedIn. Use Facebook and LinkedIn and message boards and emails and word of mouth and asking your people to spread the word. I mean, it's, there's, you know, we all have this, we have this common mind, you know, how you can feel when somebody's staring at you. There's this, this sort of feeling and, and when somebody invents something on one side of the world, seemingly somebody seems, else seems to invent it, the same thing on the other side. It's this group mind thing that we have. So the more minds that you put in this idea that you're having this event, the more people that know about it, the better it's going to be received. Because we all want to think, ooh, I'm going to have 25 people. I bet I can sign up 18 of them. And that's not going to happen. So yeah. what kind of expectations should they have for the event and for following up after the event with the attendees? I think it really depends on who you are and what your content is and the job that you did in promoting it. So... If you have really gone above and beyond, and I wouldn't expect much from your first one unless you are a rock, I mean, not even a rock star like one of my clients, but a Miley Cyrus rock star right? <laughs> or whomever, whomever, right? Unless you are a true well-known entity, I would expect maybe five to 10, maybe 20 people coming to your first one and to have real connections with maybe three to five 
at the other side of it. And if you don't have any, don't be disappointed. Just keep doing it. Yes. Because if you had 20 people coming to your first one, they appreciated your content. And I mean, they know you well enough to be able to attend. And so we invite those people, ask them to tell other people about it and maybe change your sales tactic if you didn't get any business out of it. In, in the first event, Trinity and I did, we had three people, two were paid, one turned into a client. So that was kind of cool. Uh, but we took a, took a look at everything and the day all of a sudden the heavens opened up and it rained. So we kind of didn't know if that was a factor or not. And then we tried another one. It was a little bit better. Then we got asked to be a presenter on somebody else's event, which got us in front of more people, got us a client that way. Uh, and I've learned on referrals, they come from relationships and relationships are frequency and recency. So you're absolutely correct. Doing something one time, not going to work. Right. It has to be regular and you have to be committed to it. I mean, the first couple of times, I mean, it's the same way with anything, right? The first time you played golf, you sucked at it. Yes. The first time you played tennis, you had no idea what you were doing. What are the lines for? You don't know. You don't know until you do it. So you need, really need to do things several times before you see before you can expect to see any success with it. I mean, practice it in the mirror, record it eight times, but still before, when you get in front of somebody, you're gonna have to do it several times but until you know, okay, here's where I go. And they really should plan almost something once a quarter. Again, it probably depends on what it is, but at least once a quarter to get four under your belt, right? And then you'll start to see, like you had mentioned earlier, it's all about data. Right. And if you do four of them, my guess is you'll get a sense of, man, Tuesday. So you do one Tuesday at nine, one Thursday at two, one virtual, one in Raleigh, one in, however you want to mix those up and, and take a look at it and see. But you're right. It is all about the data, isn't it? It is. So we are right now, I, you know what? I've quit guessing where we are in COVID-19. It's, I, I don't even know if we're halfway. I don't know if we're at the end of it. We're just still in it. We're in week 16. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so whatever, however, yeah. whatever progress that is, week 16. There you go. So we're still going virtual. And I see yeah. this in BNI meetings, the fatigue. Yeah. Of course, and those are every week and we pay money to be part of that. Are you seeing a lot of different faces lately? Are the same faces still showing up with that big smile and working as hard? What are you guys seeing? We're seeing about a half and a half. We've seen people who come back and who are seeing really good positive results from it. We're also seeing a lot of new faces and we're welcoming to everybody. We'd love for you all to jump into virtual meetings and have, um, you know, join us. There's a lot to be gained from it. And especially, you know, if you're feeling stuck in your ass, Come join us, you know? It's nice to have some interaction with some folks um, and have a good conversation. And we are talking earlier, it just, it can't get any easier for people to attend a networking event than today. Right, they can't, they can't. You just click and log in. I mean, you can join the conversation either on video or not. You know, you don't even have to have your hair done. You can use your voice. We'd love <laughs> to hear from you. You know what? I meant to bring this up earlier. So here are a couple of my pet peeves on virtual networking. And again, this is just me. But when people are at a networking, a business event, that they're supposed to be there anyways, and they don't turn their damn video on. 
<laughs> tells me two things. One is I don't give a crap about what anybody's talking about. I don't want to be here. And my second question is, are they even in the room when they turn their video off? <laughs> well, we've had, so we've had, that's interesting. We've had some folks who initially didn't have their video on. And then when they turned their video on, we go, oh, I know why your video wasn't on. <laughs> Either they were driving, mm -hmm. right? And they're listening and talking like it's a phone call and chiming in, which I would rather you not turn your camera on while you're driving, Yep. right? or they, you know, their house is a mess or whatever. So I think there's a multitude of reasons why you wouldn't have your camera on. Maybe your lighting's terrible. Maybe your screen is cracked. Maybe, you know, there's any number of reasons. I would love to see your face, but I'm happy to have you join the conversation either way. You're way too nice. Uh, <laughs> I think you should turn your damn camera on because you had your company has a meeting every Tuesday morning at nine o'clock. Yes. You should be prepared. Don't be in your car. Right. Just again, I've got a golf shirt and and shorts on. That's all you like. We talked about earlier. That's all you can just put on a top that looks reasonably professional or presentable, right. and you're done. Okay. Have flip flops on, sandals. Who cares? But yeah, my other my and other. Good, nobody even knows if you're wearing pants. So I know, I know, <laughs> and nobody cares. You know, oh, nobody cares. Just don't stand up. Because when we first started, it was everybody's trying to be professional. Now you see cats walking across the keyboards. And, and I feel for the parents with kids at home. Yeah. And they're both, mom and dad are both working from home. They're both on the computer trying to raise kids, keep kids. Just, I, my, it's hard enough raising kids. But when everybody's at home and you can't go anywhere and you got to be on your computer, I feel for the parents who have little kids at home. So we made an exception for that or a policy, I guess, for that for our evening events. We said if you if the evening event gets interrupted by a child or a pet, you have to introduce them. Nice. Right. Yeah. So show us the kid, tell us their yeah. name, show us the cat. We want yeah. to see him. Because who doesn't love kitties and yeah. babies, especially when they belong to not yes. you. Yeah. <laughs> not me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, and I'm fine with kids because everybody knows there is no choice. Right. You're home trying to do some work on a camera with kids, and you know what? God love you for doing that. So bring the kid over and just wave and, you know, don't make it 10 minutes long, but just, you know, wave and, you know, stuff's going to, life's going to happen. We get that. But it's the video, the people that don't turn it on. And I've actually come up with a fundraiser. I'll share this with you that each group could do. Because a lot of the BNI groups, which is Business Networking International, are, it's going to be another at least six to eight weeks before we can even meet in person. Yeah. And a lot of groups are starting to take money from, you know, five or 10 bucks every couple of weeks. So when they do get back together, it's going to be a kick-ass party. Mm -hmm. So here's my fundraiser idea. And I promise you the next event you have, it'll make at least five bucks. You have to give a dollar for every time you start talking and you're muted. Okay, because you should be smart enough to look right next to your name to see that red microphone with the dang slasher, right? So it's a dollar if you start talking and you're muted. And it's a dollar if you unmute yourself and go, can you guys hear me? Can everybody hear me? <laughs> Dude, we heard you the first time when you joined. Yeah. So think, laugh about that next time. But I'm telling you, it's an easy money maker. I like it. it. It's I five bucks a meeting for that over yep. online. How do you do that? You say like, here's my PayPal. I'm requesting it. <laughs> yep. It's an, it's an easy $5 moneymaker every meeting. I like it. Yep. 
especially people who are on on their cell phone, because you see them leaning in with their big fat thumb trying to hit that button. <laughs> I just it, that stuff just cracks me up. But it's it's just it's a given to raise money, so I share that with everybody. Uh, customer service, cl- excuse me, client relationship manager. Customer service is a lost art. It is a lost art. It used to be back in the day. Um, it was Disney that wrote the book on customer service. Happiest place on earth. You go there. Every, companies were going to Disney for training. How do you do that? And now it seems like it's Chick-fil-A. My pleasure, right? They don't have a dollar menu meal if, you know, if you, people pay attention to that. But people go through there. There's six days a week that they're open. And I think they're the second highest revenue of uh fast food places behind McDonald's and they're open 52 days less a year you right. know, than everybody else. So I love that part of it. It's a dying breed. I'm a McDonald's guy. Cause I'm a, I'm a sucker for a dollar menu pretty much anywhere. And man, people just the customer service part of it. So you live in that world. What tips for small business owners with a storefront or any type of employee that's dealing with a customer, just how to let them know that, we're half glad you're here. <laughs> Certainly, I think that your initial impression makes a big difference. So the first part, I mean, certainly nobody should be grumpy at the front of the house, whether that's, and whether you're in a brick and mortar or whether you're answering the phone, smile. Just when you're on the phone, speak with a smile because you can hear it come across the phone, right? And the same thing is when you're dealing with challenges, when you have somebody who's not happy with your service, meet them with compassion and understanding and listening and a smile inside so that you are not saying, so it doesn't devolve into a toddler argument, but you said this, but you said that, and I didn't, it doesn't get anybody anywhere, right? What needs to happen is the person who has the issue needs to be heard and then they need to have their needs addressed. Whether that's, I apologize, I can't meet that need and I need you to, to refer you to somebody else, or I didn't understand that was your need in the first place, now I know that I can meet it, or I apologize, I fell short, now I, if you give me another chance, I will guarantee you I can meet that need. One of those ways, you know, is a way to resolve an issue. But I think that kindness always matters. It ha- you have to meet them with kindness. If you're cold coming out of the gate, I mean, it's easy for customers to just turn around and walk away. Their money spends the same everywhere. And I think we talked about this. I bet it's been about a month ago on Three Martini Lunch. Stephen had asked the question. We're talking about customers. And, and I'm a firm believer that the, the customer's not always right, but their issue is absolutely right in that moment. Right. So if, if I'm working at a restaurant and you ordered a, are you a Diet Coke drinker or a Coke drinker at all? Sweet tea, <laughs> anything. No soft drink, you're killing me here, Sarah. No you're soft drinks, I, so. Okay, then let's pretend you're a soft drink drinker. Okay, okay? let's pretend, okay. And, and you order a, a Diet, a, a Coke. And we bring you out a Coke, you take a sip, and to you, it tastes flat. Mm-hmm. To you, and that's all that matters. Right. And I'm working, I'm your waiter, and I come by, you flag me down, say, I, I, I believe my, my Coke tastes flat. 
can I get a new one or however you say that, you know? And if the first thing out of my mouth is, it, it can't be we just change the canister. I've lost you. Right. Even if you're right, even if you're wrong, if I acknowledge that, you know what? Let me, let me look back real quick, make sure everything's good. I'll bring you a new one. Even if you're wrong, you know, but you're right that you got the customer is mad for a reason or right. upset. And those are just and, the ones that bother to tell you. Yes. Yes. Right. If, if you have one person who is complaining to you that something's not right, most likely that has happened before and whoever it happened to previously didn't bother to say anything. Hmm. You know, it's we, the rare breed who will actually bring it up because most people don't want confrontation. Yeah. Right. I am not the one to bring it up. Usually if we're, Steven and I are out together, Steven's the one to bring it up because yeah. he knows that he's stronger in this, you know, he's willing to, but I don't like to. Yeah, but, and, and he's got, and this is a compliment if he's still listening, he's got that voice and that presence where you're being told you're wrong and you're smiling like, you know what, sir, I am. And I thank you for telling me that he's yes. just got that delivery of, I'm not going to, I'm not going to chew you out in public. I'm not going to show you up, but I'm going to let you know, I'm not real happy. And that's an right. art to do that. So, it yeah, is. And I have learned good. so much from him about yeah. how to approach those mm -hmm. because I, now I do actually say something some of the time, but Previously, I would be the, 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 the majority of customers who would not say anything, and I just wouldn't come back. I wouldn't spend my money with you. I'd never tell you why. We forget to put ourselves in the customer's shoes. We just assume everybody else has to be perfect, right? and we really don't because it's the customer that's wrong, and we forget that, yeah, that I stopped going to that store because of X, right. and we just seem to forget, well, nobody else can be wrong. Yeah, I just... But again, you're right. It's just it's just your at your body language. I used to run a, a bowling center back in the day, and we had cameras all over the place, no audio. And I told my employees, I don't need audio. I can just look at you. Yeah. If you walk up to a customer with a shoulder slumped down and like, oh, God, I got it. What am I going to help you with? I don't even want to be here. Your body language says it all. <laughs> right. That's it. You you yep. hit the nail on the head. So certainly. Customers need to be met with a smile and warmth and understanding and an air of helpfulness. And if you're not there to help, why are you in business? Yep. And I learned early on that if you walk into the lion's den, you're going to get a whole lot more respect from the customer. Yes. Whole lot more. And their tone generally will, generally will change. Like you mentioned earlier, if you walked up to them and, you know, if there's a chair open next to them, sat down, said, how can I help? What happened? Because the whole point is not to solve it right there. The point is to acknowledge it and then backtrack it. Right. Yeah. And just, and then figure out how we got there, but don't just start pointing fingers and stuff like that. People just don't get that. So do you, so what proactive customer service stuff we talked about the smile on the phone. Um, if you're teaching a class, what else would you tell business owners who have people that are front-facing customers to think about? Follow up. You have to follow up. Mm -hmm. If somebody comes in and they're undecided initially, right? Let's say you're selling cars, right? And you, and somebody comes in, they do a test drive, they don't buy that day. Or you're selling houses. They check out the house, 
they don't buy, they decide not to write an offer that day. Well, by the time in real estate, especially by the time they decide to write an offer, that property is probably not there in Raleigh anymore because it runs really fast. <laughs> yes, it but does. if you haven't heard from them in a, in a day or so, I mean, certainly real estate is, is a shorter, it's a shorter follow-up, but a longer sales cycle in cars. It's a longer follow-up and a shorter sales cycle. But if you haven't heard from a customer in a while who was on the fence initially, that follow-up, that getting back in touch will most likely be whether or not they buy. Because if they're buying a car, they likely would have driven a little bit further down Capitol Boulevard, turned right into another car dealership, looked right. at something, and they may have followed up with them, right? Right. Or, right, exactly. Exactly. So even if they went to five or six car dealerships in a day and, and went and tested over a bunch of cars, probably the one who follows up in kindness not chasing after the dollar, but did you find the vehicle you were looking for? Is there any other way I can help you? Yeah. That is if all of the things being equal, which obviously vehicles aren't, but all of the things being equal, that's probably going to be a deciding factor. And that's always a good time when you're on the phone or Zooming now, of course, you know, with clients at the end of the conversation, just like, oh yeah, Sarah, real quick, what do you think of the experience when you pulled onto our lot? It just something, you know, right. you, you, nobody knows your business like your customers. Nobody. Uh, how has COVID-19 changed getting new business for you guys? Because the world is Zoom right now. It has, it actually has changed everything. I mean, we have pivoted immensely. Um, and I, I told Stephen this initially when we, when it, all of it started, I said, you know, this is, it's like trying to turn a cruise ship around in Harbor while building the atom bomb. It is not impossible, nice. but it's really, really hard. So I think things are still at this point up in the air. We don't know when it's all going to open. We don't know what the landscape's going to look like, what's going to be you know, condemned or condoned or, you know, we don't know, you don't know. I mean, it's, and at this point it is, we've got plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D and plan E. And we, you're not, you know, it depends on how it goes. You we may get to E first before A, just depending on what the next week is like, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> so I couldn't even give you probably analytics on, on what it looks like now, because mm. it is up in the air. <laughs> When was the last time you, Sarah Elliott, went to a networking event as Sarah Elliott, not working the front door? I love it. It's my favorite. <laughs> I, I love meeting people. And initially, this is actually pretty funny. When we first started doing it, I had massive stage fright. Just could not. I, I mean, I would turn six shades of pink and couldn't speak to anybody and didn't have a word to say and just stumbled, stumbled all over myself. And it probably took, I don't know, six months or so, maybe not even that long, of doing it regularly to be able to speak to people I didn't know, introduce myself, and, and come out of my shell. Now, I can put a dress on, I can put my red lipstick on, and my high heels, and I'm good, and I'm gone, and I love it. I love it. You go as Rockstar Connect? I usually go as just me. I mean, I have okay. my name tag on, but... You know, somebody might ask, somebody might not, but I introduced me as me. Okay. But yeah. if they say, what do you do? Is it? Oh, I run, I run the company. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah, they, <laughs> they sense by your presence. But are you are you going as representing Rockstar Connect sometimes or different things? Um, usually, I just go representing me. I mean, if somebody asks, I will yeah. say, yeah. But I'm in. Okay. I'm here in support of the host. Nice. Okay. Always at somebody else's nice. event. Like I am here in support of the host. I want to make sure that it's all going smooth, and I can fix anything that doesn't go smooth. But you got to see it with your own eyes. But otherwise, I'm a participant. I am, you know, one of the crowd. And if you happen to ask me, I'll tell you what I do. Are you like a chef that goes to another restaurant when you, as an event planner and event executioner, when you go to another live event, or is your head just spinning, just looking at things, ooh, this, 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 and wouldn't do that, love this? <laughs> yeah, I really try to stay in the, in the place of an observer everybody's process is different. So everybody who puts on an event has a different procedure. They have different goals in mind. They did certain things that I would not have thought of doing and they didn't do things that I think are pretty crucial. So certainly I'm taking note of those things and maybe some of the things that I thought were crucial aren't necessary, right? But there's a lot of things that other people have thought of and considered that I go, oh, we definitely need to do that. <laughs> Now I know, like I've seen how well that functions at their event and I can pull that off across the country at our event. So we're going to do that. But it's funny you, what, what you end up observing when you go to, and it's not, it doesn't have to be one of your competitor events, but just a similar event. Mm -hmm. You walk in and you start, you know, <laughs> looking well, around. Even having, having organized events. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we do them all at restaurants and bars by the, yep. for the most part. So even going into a bar or a restaurant and watching the way that their staff functions gives yep. me some insight into better hosting events. I mean, even, you know, if you're open-minded enough, watching the organization of anything, even watching the way they run NASCAR races gives you insight into better organization for what you're doing yeah, you can watch it be you know you can yep. watch the orchestra work mm -hmm. you know if you know what you're looking for yep. especially if they if there are good camera if there's a good camera crew and they're taking mm -hmm. behind the scenes shots and there's no audio and you're just watching them dance across their stage which is their mm -hmm. you know backstage essentially yep. Um, it's amazing. And you can see, you can watch the conductor, the manager do whatever they're doing. And no matter what you're looking at, whether it's restaurants or sporting events or retail shops, anything, there's one person usually controlling it, directing people of what to do, making sure that it's done. And everybody else has enough respect and kindness and trust in that person to do what they're being directed to do. And it usually comes off without a hitch. But you can tell at the same time, if the manager's a jerk, nothing runs right. Yeah. You know? But what, going back to what you said earlier is there's always something to learn somewhere. Always. If you just, if you go in with that open mind, you're going to walk out way better than you were when you walked in. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So where can everybody find you guys? So you can check out our website, which is www.rockstarconnect.com. We are also on Facebook. So that is facebook.com slash rockstarconnect. You can see all of our events. Um, if you really feel the need, you can give me a call at our 800 number. I'm happy to chat with you. <laughs> and um, they that is can, also on our website. Yep. And they can chat you up if they want to be an attendee or maybe open up a market for you. Absolutely. I'd all love right. to hear from you.
Cool. We like that. Sarah, thank you for the time today. We've enjoyed it very much. And thanks for sharing your knowledge of events and customer service uh, with all the business owners that follow us. And I wish you guys luck in uh, after week 16 of COVID for however long it lasts. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed it. And we'll see everybody next time on our Wired to Change podcast.